When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big. I mean, huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. your main event mark's podcast brought to you by the unhinged sports network i'm your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy and cat dad troy and with me as always he is the wwe walking wrestling encyclopedia and the main event collector it's the jeremy to my max buck he is greg what's up greg i don't have any cats i'm proud of that and i'm gonna stab you for that reference you you don't want to be jeremy buck I don't want to be either one of the Bucks ever. Come on, man. They wear their, their tiptoeing in their jaws and, you know. Well, I'm not so from the mean streets of Rancho Cucamonga. That's for one. Yeah. But anyway, enough of that. We're talking about something from 10 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're talking some TNA, not AEW. Quite a few AEW guys on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... You know, there are a bunch of WWE guys on this card, too, oddly enough. But they all went somewhere, but they're sure as hell still not in Impact. There's a couple that didn't. Hold on. Yeah, a couple. But uh, for those that don't know, uh, the Young Bucks were in TNA for a while as Generation Me. That's actually the first time I'd ever seen them, was as Generation Me. I did not know they did anything before that. Yeah, with their Hardy Boy starter kit. Yeah. I love Alex Shelley. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, apparently that wasn't even, like, their call, too, so, like, I think they were extra pissed about that comment, because they came in, like, with their Young Bucks gear, and they are like, no, 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 we need to put you in, like, trip pants or whatever, and they're like, you mean, like, the Hardy Boys? And yeah, like, so what's yeah. the excuse now? Well, now they, they've, uh, I don't know what the hell they're wearing now. That's No, well, I mean, like, they still wear stuff like that occasionally. So, yeah, I don't, they, they wear weird crap now. There for a while, it was always just, like, the skin-tight tights with the the frills and crap on it and 
I don't know, but either way, they've come a long way since uh, the days of TNA, and I did not give two craps about them back in TNA. I actually like them now. I know you're not a fan of of, uh, of the Bucks, but we'll we'll uh, talk more about them on this card. How did you feel, real quick, about Destination X, like as a pay per view back in the day? Did you like this look forward to it? No, just just any like the pay per view uh, as a whole. The the very first one kind of hooked because it was great. So yeah, I did kind of look forward to it. Yeah, I always liked it because I always like to showcase. You know, when they showcase the X Division guys. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, I, it tur- it started out as like okay, it's Destination X. There's gonna be Ultimate X match, and then they did uh, what was that Elevation X? Yeah. So you know. Yeah, there was that. Which and then... for some reason became Rhino's match, but. You know, he wants to stuff, but okay, I guess. But, and he didn't so even rhino driver I, a woman off of it. <laughs> I guess I kind of look, <laughs> I kind of look forward to it. Yeah, it was also it was cool. started out my birthday month, so it was like the first big month. Usually, WrestleMania was after it or in April, so. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool back in the day. After a while, it kind of morphed. It was no longer like because it used to be like the X Division title was like the top title on this card. But uh, it, it morphed after a while to, you know, they had world title matches and stuff on there, which I, I guess I wasn't totally against. But at the same time, I was like, well, that's not cool. Cause, you know, it's like the the X Division title was like the star of the show. Now it's not, you know, it's just another pay-per-view. But they I will say they did build it up on this one. It's still a big thing. I just want to point out that uh, as we record. P.D. Williams is getting a sh- P.D. Williams, yes, P.D. Williams is getting a shot at the exhibition title. That's the anniversary. Nice. He is still there. That's that's awesome. This is actually the first year that Destination X moved to July. Like you said, before this, it was always in March yeah. from 2005 to 2010. So this, this is the first time it moved, and then it stayed there uh, for the next year. And then by 2013, they eliminated it as a pay-per-view completely. They dropped down to four a year, and it didn't make yeah, a cut. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, they still have it. It's just a show. Yeah, I believe it's, like, it's a Saturday show on their streaming service, like once a year. Yeah, I remember this one. It was just like a special edition of Impact starting in 2013. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like... I want to say we watched that. We did, yeah. And it well, it's kind of like what, what AEW coming full circle does now with like they'll name certain episodes of yeah uh, dynamite um, something they just had road rager yeah i was I've, a fan of that name i do like firefest i do like they spelled with a y it's kind of original but road rager just sounded so stupid but yeah so but it was it became a special edition of impact after it moved but uh but this one I, like I, said, I didn't think that was a bad idea because if you're gonna take away pay-per-views you could make this a special impact on thursday i think it works right. but I mean, you know, you want to keep Slammiversary, Bound for Glory, and I don't know what the other two are they kept. But. They kept uh, Genesis, Lockdown, Slammiversary, and oh, Bound Lockdown, for Glory. Oh, Lockdown, yeah. But we're going to take our first break. Uh, after, you know, we are sponsored by uh, Fubo TV and Fanatics. More in the breaks upcoming. And uh, click on the links down in the podcast description. Those will take you to where you need to go. Let them know that the main event marks the Unhinged Sports Network sent you. Week come back from this first break we're going to be talking about the news and notes from this time in 2011 we'll be right back 
follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector Get all the best podcast swag from the Main Event Marks. Our merch shop offers custom graphics, including the podcast logo, on hats, shirts, masks, greeting cards, and more. There are tons of new designs with more dropping all the time. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks to grab your podcast merch today and become an official Main Event Mark. That's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. Time to talk news and notes. The first story here, uh, Randy Savage has had died in 2011. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, but he it's died. Been that long already? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, in this one, you know, we always. We always start off with death, man. But, death, drugs, or, you know, something bad, yeah. Yeah, well, this first one, he'd been dead for a while, but by July, the details had been released regarding his cause of death for uh, the Macho Man. An autopsy by the uh, Palenis Pasco Medical Examiner's Office revealed that Savage had an enlarged heart with severe atherosclerosis, I think of his coronary arteries. So basically he suffered only minor abrasions and bruising from the May 20th uh, car crash in Seminole, Florida. William Pallon said, quote, so the crash had nothing to do with his death. He just happened to be driving when he had a cardiovascular event. Mm. So, yeah. So, cause I had heard about that. He died in a car crash, whatever, but he also had heart problems and then eventually came out this, you know, or said, nah, his heart gave out, and then he crashed. All these so it, guys from the 80s, man, just dropping, just... I know, yeah. it's sad. And uh, recently, we, we record early, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. It was weird timing, this guy's death, but uh, the Patriot Del Wilkes passed away recently. That one kind of hurt, man. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, and he was in phenomenal shape. Until the day he died. I think, like, he he was a perfect, he was in WWE kind of at the perfect time, because they had the America versus Canada thing going on. But at the same time, I feel like he wasn't quite as over, like, as if he came around a few years before that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, his biggest thing was when he beat Bret Hart on Raw. That was pretty significant. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing was, Jim Cornette talked about him. Uh, you know, passing, and he said two of his two big his biggest memories of him in WWE were he said uh, like nobody got it like the gimmick and nobody cared about the gimmick that much except like he he was like dude just look at him and he's got a great gimmick he's got a cool mask like how can we not push this guy and he said that Russo was flabbergasted when when the Patriot came out and like. Uh, I think Alabama or something like that, waving a giant American flag, and he got cheered like a god. And he was like, they would have booed him out of the building in New York with that corny crap. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, we're not in New York, idiot. We're in Alabama, and he's waving a giant American flag, and his name is the Patriot. Of course they're going to cheer him. Yeah. Roll Tide, man. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, and then... Uh, he said, that time. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And he said the uh, the big argument he got into with where he blew up on Kevin Dunn, they called him Bucky Beaver and whatever. He said that was about the Patriot because uh, he had just done something big the week before. It might have been beating bread. I don't remember. But then they were like completely ignoring him the next week. And he kept he was like, what the hell are we going to do with the Patriot? And uh, I guess Kevin Dunn like went off on Jim and he was like, oh, who cares? <laughs> and then Jim went off on Kevin Dunn. So there's that. And then apparently That's Kevin Dunn. Probably one of a million Jim goes off on Kevin Dunn stories, but you know. Apparently that was the big one that, and then like they made Jim apologize to him, and he said, he said uh, when he went to apologize, they did it in private, and he said uh, Kevin Dunn literally cried, and he was like, "You don't understand, like I got made fun of in school for my teeth and whatever," and Jim was like, "How can I be mean to this guy when he's sitting here crying in front of me?" <laughs> He's like, at that point, I was just, I felt sad for the guy. I'm like, all right, sorry. <sighs> but anyway, this one, WWE advertised the upcoming Monday Night Raw, plugging that as being CM Punk's final appearance on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was during the time where Punk's contract was coming up. He said he wasn't re-signing. And, uh, well, we're actually about to, in a few weeks, we're going to review the supposed final show of his at Money in the Bank 2011. So that that's coming up here. Uh, look out for that one. But I mean, I, I can't remember because you and I were like talking at this time. Like, did did you buy into it at all that he was leaving? Hell no, because they kept playing up on TV. Yeah. And I, I think my thing was I was like, well, I, I tried to suspend disbelief a little bit. But at the same time, I'm like, why do they keep playing it up? Like, oh, he's definitely leaving. But then again, See, I, I say this, that and then I saw Ambrose really leave. So I don't know. I, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. So because I was you know, like, because you and I were both saying it's like, yeah, he's sticking around. Why the hell would they keep playing it up? And oh, uh, he's leaving. This is his final thing. He's, you know, it, it's like and they kept pushing it hard. And then they gave him like a nice farewell letter on the on the website and everything. So hmm. I was like, oh, he's definitely coming back. Nope. <laughs> but. Homophobia is what's uh, what's coming up next here. Uh, speaking of punk, he's direct. He uh, directed a homophobic slur to a fan during a Monday Night Raw live event in Australia. TMZ posted footage of punk shouting at fans midway through a promo. Punk shouted to a fan, "Quote, you homo. I guess you're right. That's why I'm picking you to uh, picking on you two jerks right now. You have a vagina. You have a vagina. Nice fohawk, you homo." Yeah, I want you to come over the rail so I can twist you and turn you inside out. Wow. Do you remember this? I, I've i seen the video because for some reason YouTube always recommends it for me. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a recommendation. I don't look up homophobia or anything. I don't know why. Maybe it's just wrestling and punk. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I remember when this was a thing, and like everybody was like, dude, did you see punk? Like, And they, they would just be like, you are a homo. I'm like, why did he think that was that was okay to say on a hot mic? And then he's I telling never, me, I never understood what's the point of saying that to a gay person, anyways. Like you're a home, okay? That'd be like them looking at me, going, "You are white, you are, are straight." Very good. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, like, Ugh. actually, this is like, I'm assuming these two guys that he's yelling at were not gay, so that would be like looking at you and yelling, "You are black." Yeah, I guess. And it's like. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, but so is that an issue? I'm just trying to figure out the logic behind saying it. Well, yeah, I'm not excusing it, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's uh, to your point, it's like, 
you would you'd be like, well, I'm not black, but I don't under like is is that an insult? I, I I'm wondering what's going on here. And and the thing about where he said, would have just said you have a vagina. Would well, we be talking about this? Let's be real. Well, that's that another like some, thing. That's some stuff people like kids say to each other. I mean, I don't think it's okay, but it's well, yeah. That's a, that's another like childish insult. Like he's a thirty some year old grown ass man yelling at other men in a crowd. You have a vagina. Like what? Uh, uh, again, like why do you know this? <laughs> yeah. Again, are you insulting them or? I, I, I want to say with that he was calling him a girl. Obviously, but yeah, but fix this thing. So, so much wrong. Yeah, with it. <laughs> so yeah, ton of, ah, I don't know. But Punk tweeted the following quote: "I'm glad TMZ posted the video or that video because everybody needs to be held accountable for their BS, me included. What I said was BS. I'm embarrassed. I own up to my uh, to being a total douche in that situation, and I offer a sincere apology to anybody I hurt with careless words." End quote. Okay, sorry, I can't help but laugh that he uses the word douche. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Punk being punk, man. I think I'm just going to move on. Something I can see, not that he would, but it's something I can see MJF saying today, so. Oh, well, All yeah. Right. He, uh, he would use more colorful language, too, probably. And then probably uh, a lot more, uh, he talks like he's a freaking uh, thesaurus, so probably more educated too. <laughs> oh yeah and then he like i don't know he, he it's like to your point it's like uh nick bockwinkle but with a potty mouth yep. so here's here's a funny one wwe developmental wrestler roman leaki is now listed as just leaki on their official website of florida championship wrestling who's that i had no idea that his name was roman leaki before i just I do remember Leaki. <laughs> for those hey, yeah. don't, for those that don't know, that's uh, Roman Reigns. They gave him like a. What's he doing nowadays? Yeah, he's this guy will never go anywhere, do anything. They're probably gonna fire him soon after this. I the the whole Leaki thing every for everybody out there that doesn't know, he was doing like a stereotypical like I'm Samoan and therefore I'm an Islander gimmick. Even though he's born in Florida. <laughs> right. Well, he's got Samoan-style tattoos, so... No, I mean, yeah, right. he's, he's 100% Samoan. I, I, yeah. You know, no pun intended, I but I acknowledge that, but he's from Florida. Yeah, it was like The Rock coming out dressed like he was in his debut. It's like, what the frick? Like, okay. <sighs> but yeah, this is, uh... I don't know, it was a weird gimmick. He put his hand up, like it was... I remember a mutual friend of ours going on about it. He was like, I can't stand this guy. He sucks. And what the hell is he putting his damn hand up in the sky for? Like he's waiting for on a damn high five. <laughs> and both of us would sit there. We're like, dude, this guy, like who gives a crap about this guy? And now he's like the top dog in WWE. I might say uh, the top dog in wrestling. Um, just there's an argument for that. Yeah. I want to point out too, that everyone's like, Oh, Vince is shoving him down our throat. And now look at him. So Vince was right. Sorry to, on a, everyone's bubble, but whatever. On in, in one respect, yes, but in the other respect, they finally did what everybody was crying about for years. They turned him heel, and now everybody loves him. So that's all it took. We want to cheer him, but we want him doing bad things. Uh, logic, but whatever. That's how things are, man. Like they pointed out, 
you know, it's been pointed out before. It's like, dude, the NWO just ruined heels in wrestling <laughs> because it kind of NWO... did. I think people still wanted to boom. I I would say DX maybe did. DX was another one. Uh, DX. And I definitely NWO... the NWO started it though. I mean, I think they. Hulk Hogan was the only guy in the NWO I feel like that actually like legitimately wanted you to boo him. He didn't want any cheers. Even ironically, he wanted to be booed. But the yeah, rest of them were. Yeah, and Bischoff coming out and you know playing along with the fans and grabbing their signs and showing it off of them and all that and yep. high fiving them. That didn't help. Yeah, they were the uh, bad boys of wrestling, just like uh, the Wolf. No, Pack that's the said. thing. No, they weren't. They were the cool guys of wrestling. That happened to be bad. Well, me, yeah. So there's a huge difference. Well, yeah, well, it's the, when I say bad boys, it's like, you know, how they say, like, well, girls love bad boys, you know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, even Nash said, he was like, well, we got, you know, a lot of our look inspired from, like, you know, hip hop culture or whatever, like the backwards bandanas and stuff. Sagging clothes. And... Yep. I mean, that's where Conan came in. Like, he was perfect for that. But the problem is that, it, I mean, it's not a problem, but that is Conan, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, he turned it up to 11, but yeah, that was definitely, that was Conan. I still don't know how he wrestled in, like, basically Jinko sagged below his ass, but well, kudos to anybody that remembers Jinko's. A, a tight belts, and I guess when they're that loose and baggy, it's easy to move around in. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, WrestlingInc.com noted several weeks ago that Wes Briscoe had been released from WWE. His profile was removed from the FCW website last month. There were conflicting reports as to whether he had been released or not. In an update on this, Seth Rollins tweeted the following when asked about it. Quote, he got released a month ago. Damn shame, in my opinion. Well, don't Wasn't worry, he wanted to do big things. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when he popped up as one of the Aces and Nate, him and Garrett Bischoff were, you know, two members of the Aces and Nates, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> I had no, like, real good reaction to it. I was just like, huh? Real quick, you know what's funny? No. I think we were watching. I remember it was like a cage match. I don't know all the details, but yeah, he was in Aces and Eights. But Wes Briscoe was also wrestling on Impact. He had his hair up in a man bun. In the Aces and Eights, his hair was down, all shaggy. Remember that? Because he had yeah. a mask on. And yeah. I just laughed so hard in the cage match when he took down his man bun and whipped his hair out, letting everyone know that's the one he is. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, I, just, wow. I don't know why I lost it laughing at that. Like, oh, that was. I don't subtle. remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but I, I do remember when they got on. I was like, wait a minute. So West Briscoe is a member like and then Garrett Bischoff. Like, am I supposed to care about this? And don't get me wrong. I love the Aces and Eights, but uh, eh. I like the idea. I think some of the members could have been better. Yeah. And I like the way that it imploded at the end where Mr. Anderson going after uh, Bully Ray and Bully literally wanted to murder him. <laughs> That was kind of cool. But. Some of the some of the members though, was like, oh my gosh, Brown, yeah. really? Devon, yeah. I guess I understood after Bully Ray was revealed. I guess I understood that one, but Mike Knox or Nux? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then Festus, so that was. Hey, Doc Gallows, I thought was kind of yeah. I thought that when Doc was revealed, I was like, at, at first I was like, wait, what? And then I'm like, ah, okay, he fits, you know, because he's got. He the definitely had look. the right look. I'll say that, bro. I might even. <laughs> I might even argue you had a better biker look than anybody in that whole group. Well, and anybody that re- and I don't know who the hell remembers this other than like super nerds like us, but uh, you remember the Rocka King that they uh, did? Yes. 
for anybody that doesn't know, they had like uh, TNA had like uh, they were trying to break into the Indian wrestling market at one point, and they had a small promotion for a I don't know, it was less than six months, I want to say, but they called it Rocka King. Was it a Rinka King? R- Rinka King, that was it. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Rinka Rocka King. was that, um, that wrestling. Rocka Khan, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rinka King. It had, Eugene was over there, but he was Dr. Nick Dinsmore. No, and... he was not over. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah. Uh, and he he was like supposed to be like a psycho doctor. And then uh, Luke Gallows w- went over there before he was Doc, and he was uh, Isaiah Cash, I think, and he was doing a biker gimmick. So it made sense that he came into the Aces and Eights, and I think he does ride a bike in real life. So Carl Anderson would have been a cool fit for that group, but he was off in Japan in another club, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, Alberto Del Rio's 23-year-old brother is now living in Living in and training in South Florida, he's training with former ECW talent Pablo Marquez. Don't ask me who the hell that is. Pablo uh, but, Marquez. Yeah, I couldn't find any aliases for him. I'm just like, he was in ECW? All right. But uh, he would eventually be signed to Florida Championship Wrestling as Mimo Montenegro. I don't he was Babu. Remember that. Who? He was Babu. He was uh, that guy, um, uh, the Indian wrestler that won the Kuwaiti Cup. Oh, uh, hold on, uh, Tiger Ali Singh. He was his manservant. They tried to redo the whole Ted DiBiase. Fans will do anything for money thing. Uh, oh, that that was back in the nineties. Uh, that was that's so he would have he would have been too young for that because he's only twenty three here in twenty eleven. Really? Because I put in Pablo Marquez. It says he was Babu and... Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting the guys... I'm I'm thinking of the uh, Alberto's brother. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. The guy, Marquez, was Babu. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh, there you go. Mother of God. Yeah, because that gimmick wasn't super racist or anything. I don't uh, know. I mean, it was just a play on the Million Dollar Man. He just happened to be Indian. Yeah. Babu was clearly Virgil. But... Right. Well, the so thing keep it with, like Olive Garden, but you know, whatever. Good lord. Well, the thing with um, Tiger Ali Singh was, you know, his father, Tiger Jeet Singh, was actually really over in the territory days. And he was like a kind of a, he was almost like the Sheik, like that kind of style wrestling, but he carried a sword and whatever. And Tiger Ali Singh sucked. So, you don't say. Yeah, nobody gave a damn. But yeah, uh... Alberto's brother here, Mimo Montenegro, was his name in FCW. He actually wrestles now in Mexico as El Hijo del Dos Caras because Alberto was Dos Caras Jr., so now he's El Hijo del Dos Caras, which literally just means the son of Dos Caras. There you go. But anyway, uh, speaking of Mexico, in an update on Averno possibly coming to WWE, he is still working for CMLL in Mexico. He's apparently even hotter now in Mexico than he than he was before he lost his mask last month. There's still no update on what his WWE plans are, if any. Yeah, he never ends up coming in. Mm, damn. That was a big thing there for a while because they were talking about he he was Mystico's biggest rival in Japan or uh, sorry Mexico for years, and they did wrestle in Japan too. But it was you know a big thing in Mexico. And so they were going to bring him in because Sinkara sucked. And they were like, well, maybe if we bring in Averno, 
you know, kind of help him because he's used to working with him, whatever, and maybe he'll get him used to the, you know, the style. And, like, you know, like the story says, he lost his mask, and usually that's a, when there's a rumor of somebody going to WWE and they lose their mask, that's usually a good sign they're going to WWE. Uh, El Generico didn't. No, El Generico died, remember? He did not not die. He's in Mexico taking care of orphans. What the hell's wrong with you? I th- Why I would you say he, that? I thought he died in a horrible, tragic accident. Oh, involving... you heard, but... Well, okay. Well, I I could have swore Sami Zayn said he passed away at some point. Like, he was in some tragic accident saving orphans. I don't know. But, <laughs> either way. But, yeah, so... That was not to be. This story, man, kind of... I was like, whoa. Uh, WWE recently whoa. held us. A... WWE recently held a sold-out show, house show in Cape Town, South Africa. Christian reported that the locks on his baggage were broken by the time he recovered it at the airport, and Sinkara says that he had a t-shirt and sweatshirt stolen from his bag while in the country. Randy Orton stated on Twitter that over half of the SmackDown roster had items stolen from their luggage when they reached South Africa. He also noted that everyone who put a lock on their bag was robbed. He, however, didn't put a lock on his bag and therefore was not robbed. Uh, bad Where look for South Jeff Africa. Where was Gabriel during all this? <laughs> uh, he was probably headlining the show. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a bad look for South Africa, man. Like, hey, we got all these sold-out shows, and we're robbed. That's, oh, man. That sucks. She went to Ghana. <laughs> wow. It looks really nice from the documentary, I saw. Yeah, and uh, Kofi was treated like a god over there, so... Scott Hall checked into a Florida jail this past week in order to begin his 10-day sentence after an arrest for being drunk in 2010. Stop, you heard this one before. (laughs) Well, he was ordered to serve 10 days once he was found guilty of resisting arrest at a Florida bar. He was apparently screaming at patrons and was very drunk. His rep claims that he will be staying in the medical unit of Seminole County Jail because of his bad health. Having already been credited with some time served, he should be out in eight days. Damn. Well, you know what he says. Bad guy, or bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So he pulled the nose up. Good for him. According to uh, getting into the TNA stuff here, according to, to a backstage source. Thank God, Hulk, I've been wanting to get into some TNA. All right, here we go. Good Lord. Uh, Hulk Hogan was overheard saying at last month's E3 Expo in Los Angeles that Vince Russo is to blame for the quality of Impact Wrestling. Hogan's remarks were in response to fans telling him that Impact is bad. Hogan was on hand for the event to promote his new video game, Hulk Hogan's Main Event. A couple things. That main event game was only for the uh, Kinect, which sucked ass all around. Kinect I saw, sucked. The game sucked. It just sucked. I, um, yeah, I saw the videos of it, and I was just like, mother of God, Hogan slapped his name on this? Like, why? And second of all, was he wrong? I wish so. Uh, probably not. I mean... I'm not going to put 100% of the blame on Russo, but at least 90% of the blame. You know, if if I'm really trying to give him credit, 80% of the blame on Russo. The other 20 is probably on Dixie. So, ah, man, I don't know. Russo sucks, man. They literally changed right. by I'm Russo. Sorry. Why is that? Why is that in past tense? Uh, I mean, well, because he's not currently writing anything. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to assume he still sucks, but. I don't know. This is, uh, yeah, and they said, well, people backstage at Impact were rolling their eyes. Like, I highly effing doubt anybody was rolling their eyes if if he says, well, it's on Russo. Maybe AJ Styles, I know he likes him, but that's probably about it. Yeah, and I think, I think AJ, 
Roll Tide. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, I heard somewhere, I think that AJ was a little resistant to when the Hogan and, and Bischoff when they first came in because they were bringing all their buddies in with them. Or excuse me, Hogan was bringing all of his buddies in with him. Well, if you're going to get Hogan, you got to have the Nasty Boys. You know that. And apparently the big Valboski. That one threw me for a loop. I was like, they're pal. Well, at least Sean Marley can wrestle. Yeah, but who gave a damn about him in January of 2010? Certainly, certainly not saying anyone gave a damn. I'm just saying, you're bringing in guys, at least he could wrestle. The alternative was the Nasty Boys. Uh, yeah, I... When the Nasty Boys came out, I was like, my God, it's not like they were ever in shape, but I'm like, what the hell, dude? It looked like they ate the Nasty Boys. And I'm not trying to body shame here or anything, but hot damn. Well, right. oh, there's a difference between being overweight and just not caring about yourself and letting yourself go. There's a huge difference. Yeah, that one. Like, yeah. you know, Scott Hall got a little out of shape, but never like, just like huge. You know, not like Brian Knobs. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not poking fun at anybody either you know i mean i'm not exactly mr athletic but i'm just saying you know there's a difference between letting yourself go and not taking care of yourself and just putting on some pounds <laughs> they yeah. didn't take care of them well at least knobs sags didn't look that bad yeah so sags uh, actually lost weight at some point yeah. whereas uh yeah knobs i mean look sags lost the weight and sags found or uh, knobs found it so his real name is knobs isn't it yeah, Brian Knobs. <laughs> what the hell? I need to keep the family name Knobs. Oh my gosh. I lost I... that. It's like, oh man. Who would keep the last name Sags? <laughs> TNA Knockout Tag Team Champion Sarita announced on Friday evening on her Facebook account. Uh, I'm that... listening. <laughs> wow. Uh, announced on her Facebook account that she recently suffered facial paralysis and missed her scheduled matches in Mexico as a result. She did. Oh, I remember this. I don't. Uh, yeah, I her and like, Taylor Wilde had to give up the titles, I believe, right? Uh, probably. They said she did, however, note that she is recovering. So it wasn't a permanent thing, luckily for her. Uh, but damn, man. What's she doing these days? I don't know. Oh, I think... oh you you don't know. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe months ago. She got arrested for resisting arrest and trying to fight cops, I think. Seriously? <laughs> she was she was hella drunk and trying to and uh, like pushing the cops off and stuff, resisting arrest, yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, right, uh... that's right after she got released from WWE from being a trainer. Oh, wow. Man, her life is just spiraling right now, man. Not trying to rub it in, but damn. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm sorry, but when you do stuff like that, you brought it on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you did. You chose to do that. So, I mean, yeah. Speaking There's of which. certain things I don't feel bad for. I mean, you if it's something you bring on yourself, hey, it's your problem. Well, speaking of which. Preventable. Do you, do you remember, you ever see that clip of, uh, and I don't remember what it's, or, like, I don't know what it's to. It's from, like, the 90s, obviously. But it's, like, a young Michael Jordan, and he's like, stop. Get some help. Uh, I thought that about Jimmy Uso getting arrested for DUI again. Oh, man. That but, sucks, man, because he's been in, I don't know if anyone's watching, I mean, people should be, because he's the best wrestling show on TV, but he's in a pretty significant thing on SmackDown right now. It's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> main event's significant. I think it was uh, Ramon I messaged uh, that, you know, when I read that uh, 
that story, a mutual friend of ours, I messaged him and said, uh, well, knowing WWE's track record, the Usos will be tag champs this Friday. <laughs> I hope not, because I like the current tag champs. Yeah. I'm just joking. I mean, I'm just joking. I hate him. Wow. <laughs> I can't stand uh, Dominic Mysterio. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's not that good. I mean, he, he's not. I don't think he's horrible, but he's not that no, good. No, he's definitely got promise. He just should not be on SmackDown. He should be on NXT, but I don't want to yeah. sound like a fanboy, but. Well, final story here. Somebody else I didn't like. I mean, I like the guy playing him, but the gimmick sucked. According to a source, TNA has reportedly dropped the Sangriento masked character. Current TNA star, the Amazing Red, played that luchador character. Was that the yellow gold thing or look? Yeah, he had some weird mask. You see him on the show for a split second. Oh, uh, that's but, an amazing red. Uh, yeah, well, oh. uh, red's on the show, too, but you see this character in a backstage segment. I didn't know that was amazing red. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I did, and you really forgot. Yeah. They you go, today's the... years old. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they repackaged him as freaking Sangriento, and remember, he'd do, like, the air guitar and crap as his taunt. Yeah. And everybody said this was their answer to uh, Sin Cara. Because Sinkara just popped up at this time. So that was their answer? We can have a guy who's in a mask and suck, too? Basically. And Sangriento, I was I mean, like... I like him in Red. Let me make that clear. Oh, yeah. He's he's great. The gimmick absolutely sucked ass. That's that's what I was saying. It's like, I like the guy. Hate the gimmick. Gimmick sucks. Oh, I like Curry, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Another guy we're going to see on this show. Ah, which... Uh, him and the guy who played him, by the way. The I, I can't remember what Sangriento translated to. Uh, I, it sounds I like can't. a wine or a whiskey or something, or like yeah, some kind of yeah, that's holy drink. I don't know why. That's sing that's sangria. Uh, yeah, sangria. I want Fred looking close. <laughs> uh, okay, Sangriento translates to bloody. Bloody Mary, I was right. Oh, good lord. Yeah, I, oh, so I was... Blitz Red and Amazing Red. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but at the same time, like, the character had nothing to do with it. He was in, like, black, purple, and gold. Like, the hell, man. Okay, and they never... Like a rat. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, tassels hanging off the back of his mask. Socket idiot currently on Wednesday nights. Good grief. All right, that's enough AEW talk. <laughs> We're gonna... We're going to take another yeah, I break. I enjoyed the show last night, by the way. I think I told you that, but it started yeah. going downhill, but I enjoyed it. Well, we're going to have to take another break here. When we come back, we're actually going to get into Destination X at hand. It's a pretty good show, in my opinion, but we'll talk about that on the other side of this break. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room? We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way you? back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast, then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, 
and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the broadcast. That's B R O K A S. It's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Absolutely, mate. Take it easy. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we're back. TNA Destination X 2011. As I mentioned, it's the first one to take place in July. On July 10th, 2011, the tagline was forward to the past. Okay. So like a play on Back to the Future. Yeah. But again, another TNA tagline where I'm going, what? the hell does that mean? Bro! That would make more sense if there were, like, legends in these matches or something, but there's not! I don't think Russo did, like, stuff like this, so I don't think this is actually on him. I could be wrong, I don't know, but I, I feel like he wouldn't have no, he would have nothing to do with the promotion of the show. Yeah, no, this is, like, the marketing department yeah, and stuff like that. Also, so, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, who thought this was a, like, it didn't make a damn bit of sense like forward to the past like the whole storyline of the show is TNA versus Immortal so the F I don't know this one actually gets a legit theme song by the way they had the song Reap by the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus that's which I gotta... a real band folks <laughs> yeah for anybody that uh, may remember the song but not the band uh, their biggest hit was called Face Down so uh, anybody check that out that was on the radio for freaking ever until i couldn't stand it back in around this time actually uh, i put in uh i put it on youtube it's the first thing that pops up yep <laughs> they still play it on the radio here and there it was like their big it was a huge hit for them i do not know the song reap so i'll have to i didn't pay attention to the theme when i was watching the show so i'll have to go back and check it out later but this one took place at the Impact Wrestling Zone in Orlando, Florida. The attendance was 1,100 people. That's all they could cram in that soundstage. So it was a sellout. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, unless they gave the tickets away, but I don't know if they were doing that still. Wait, Impact Zone? Yeah. Yeah, they literally never charged for tickets because it was a show within Universal Studios. Yeah. I, I thought if they were having a pay-per-view, they would occasionally charge, but I could be wrong. I, I wonder. Uh, Bischoff said they never made any money because it was always there. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, that could be true. Uh, pay-per-view buy rates were not released for this, but it's somewhere between thirty to forty thousand buys. So pathetic. Probably a big number for them. And around this time, that was average. But the show starts by introducing us to our commentary team of Mike Tenay and Jeremy Borash. Taz is on vacation, I guess. I don't know. This was a weird team. I always I like, thought Jeremy Borash was okay. I feel like these three, or the, excuse me, these two would have been better with a with an actual color guy with them. Like, make it a three-man booth. Because today is great as the third, you know, analyst guy, and JB is pretty good on, on play-by-play. So, I don't know. Speaking of which, I have that note for an upcoming show we're going to review, but, uh, you know, we'll get to that. First match on hand is Kazarian versus Samoa Joe. It went just shy of 11 and a half minutes. It's weird seeing Kazarian with long hair and long tights. Yes, especially yeah. the hair. Yeah, he's got a ponytail here. So I was like, ah, I've, 
wow, I've seen him bald and with a buzz cut for so long, I just forgot. Well, it's growing back now. Yeah, does, well, doesn't he have kind of almost like a buzz cut, kind of? like a? No, he's got like a full head of short hair now. Yeah, okay. Uh, but in the end, Kazarian gets out of the coquina clutch. When Joe goes for it again, Kazarian drops down to his back, rolls Joe up, and gets the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three stars. I really liked it for an opener. What say you? Gave it three. It's like, this is how you start a show. Hell to the yes. I love both these guys. They were, they're always great, but they were especially great at this time. And this will be fun. Because uh, Aaron's currently in AEW, Samoa Joe is in NXT. And uh, Joe is not wrestling, but he did say uh, recently he's training uh, and trying to get in better shape. He wants to get back in the ring. So I wouldn't mind seeing another. Yeah, oh, I'd definitely love to see that. He I did, uh, feel like if anyone has been watching, they're planting the seeds for him versus Pete Dunne. So there you go. That'd be cool. I'd also like to see him versus Cross, but eh, uh, one of them. Oh, plan those seeds too. Yeah, I, I noticed they're, that. They're building a lot up, but, but yeah. But sorry, I digress. Uh, but we now get highlights from the Unbreakable 2005 triple threat match between AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe to hype the main event. The greatest wrestling match in history. Yeah, it's definitely. Even if people don't agree that it's the greatest wrestling match of all time, which I, that's. I've got a few that, uh, that I have in that field. It's definitely the greatest triple threat match of all time. Like, yeah, not even a contest with that one. And ECW fans, I'm sorry, your triple threat matches were not good. Either way, uh, we're then shown Christopher Daniels showing up at the arena wearing a Fortune t-shirt. After that, we... Lost. <laughs> wow. After that, we see Suicide, Curry Man, and Sangriento signing autographs <laughs> at a table. So I just realized it shows Daniels and the Curry Man and, and uh, Suicide. Yep. I don't know who was Suicide for this one. I'm going to say they threw the outfit on Kaz one last time, but I, it could have been that Kiyoshi I, guy. I, I think it was Kiyoshi at this time. Okay. This was before oh, they... Okay, do you know they wanted to get Okada in there and he said no, apparently? They wanted to make Okada into Suicide? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean... That would have been better. they use him as a photographer. So. But, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. If you would have said you can either be Suicide or you can be Okado, I think I would have picked the guy in the full body suit, but you don't know who the hell I am. Suicide or Okado, the photographer. You have to mention that, okay? It is, you need to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be, for those that don't know, he was a take on uh, Okado. Uh, what? He was, yeah, Kato. That was it. Kato from uh, the Green Hornet. Bruce Lee's character. <sighs> you know, because he's Japanese, bro. Remember the Green Hornet? No, we don't. I remember, bro. Nobody cares about Japanese wrestlers, bro. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. But anyway, uh, all three of the masked dudes are at a table signing autographs because, you know, I'm sure that would have had a big crowd. Especially for Curry Man, who is hot and spicy and tastes great. They were lining up in the ones, man. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, Eric Young then comes through the crowd, slapping hands. He's wearing the old TNA world title that he fished out of a, out of the trash. And the TNA... That's a real sentence, title. folks. Yep. Because the they redesigned the TNA world title, and he pulled the old one out of a dumpster. because, And this was like a long time after they had redesigned it. 
So I don't know who the hell does their trash service, but they need to be fired. And also, also why... this was after Hacksaw Jim Duggan already did that with the TV title in WCW. So, yeah. Yep. They love Russo just loved uh, making, you know, weird guys pull old titles out of the garbage and then, you know, reinstate them. He never I mean, I will say this. They never acted like it was a legitimate title. Like they were just like, oh, that nutty Eric Young wearing garbage. They didn't act like it, but they did have him defend it quite a few times. Seriously? I don't yeah. remember that part. Yeah, good lord. Uh, but anyway, Now, to be fair, they didn't make it a match. He did. I'll put my title on the line. Okay, well, that that makes more sense. Uh stupid. It is, but <laughs> everything about Eric Young was stupid. But uh, he's also wearing the TNA television title, which he legitimately is the TV champ at this point. But Eric asks the three masked men who would be his tag team partner tonight. Uh, Kurt Man pretends to be Japanese and apologizes for not being able to help Eric. Shark Boy then walks up and agrees to team with EY. They then can't decide whether they want to high five or fist bump. You get it? Because they're both stupid. Ha ha ha! Man. Funny stuff, Greg. This is I, I was watching this and I'm like, it's hard to ever defend Russo. Not that I do. I look at this, I'm like, dude, Dix, you're an idiot. <laughs> yep. For those that don't, uh, that you kind of want a, a real quick synopsis of what's going on with these two, Eric Young was uh, part of World Elite and the band and whatever, and he was real serious and bald, and and he was sinister, and then he got knocked off the top rope straight to the floor and supposedly banged his head, and now he's crazy. Ha 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 ha. Now? Yeah. Well, remember, because he was like real serious and sinister. Now he's now he's nuts again. And, you know, because he banged his head. You remember that whole thing? Yeah, I do. But yeah. And he wears like the weirdest attire ever. And then uh, Shark Boy. Don't fire remember. Eric, man. Always remember that. Don't fire Eric. Yep. And I don't remember what the hell happened with Shark Boy where he was in a coma. Uh, but then, uh, I think it was the, was it the fish market street fight? That's a real match, by the way. Yeah, uh, that might have been it. But but he got put into a coma, and then we had vignettes where people were gathered around him in a coma in his in yeah, his bedroom. And his and house the doctor was, said he had finally hit bottom of the sea or something like that. Or oh, good lord! <laughs> well, and his, he apparently lived in a human sized fishbowl. Oh my god! Yeah, because he's a shark. Ha ha. Because, you know, sharks, they live in fish bowls. Yeah, right. He's not a fish, Greg. He's a man. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's right. A fish. Not a fish. I'm a man. <laughs> but then he woke up from, you know, being dead and all, and now he thinks he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he drinks some clam juice and kicks some bass. <laughs> and he says, oh, shell, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> And he says, Shark Boy 24-7. Yeah, this is just, this was real. Uh, I've had multiple people that didn't, I've had multiple people that only, like, they were only, like, you know, they, you know, they don't watch TNA every week. They were only, you know, they were only avid fans. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Bringing it back. Uh, But anyway, they've asked me multiple times. They were like, so, why the hell do they employ Shark Boy? And I'm like, dude, I, I, don't ask stupid questions. I, I don't know. Because he was cheap? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. 
But up next, uh, the British Invasion team of Douglas Williams, Brutus Magnus, and Rob Terry come to the ring so that Douglas Williams can issue an open challenge, which is accepted by Mark Haskins, who I believe is in Ring of Honor right now. I think he's been there for a few years. Mark Haskins, yes. Okay. Uh, but before the match, Williams tries to intimidate Haskins, telling him that he's going to need his A-game tonight. Magnus and Terry actually leave ringside when the match starts. So this one is official. Douglas Williams versus Mark Haskins went uh, 7 minutes 40 seconds. This is actually a great combo of British catches, catch can wrestling along with American cruiserweight style wrestling. I feel like Williams and Haskins, like, er, made Haskins feel like he mattered here and he wasn't just some, like, no-name rookie. In the end, Haskins missed a shooting star press, and Williams rolls him up with a schoolboy pin for the win. Uncle Dave only gave it a star and a quarter. I give it two and a half stars for average. I, I kind of like this one. Let's say you. I gave it two. I was expecting more, but definitely was not bad. Yeah, for being shy of eight minutes. You I forget thought how hard. good Williams is, man. Or, I know. Uh, Mag- well, Magnus, too. But, um, yeah. Douglas Williams was great. I don't know... I want to say it was his size why WWE never cared. And I think he was a little on the older side, too. So I feel like if he was a little older, yes. Yeah. I feel like if he was wrestling today, like, you know, like if if you take 2011 Douglas Williams, put him in today's times, I feel like WWE would snatch him up. Well, the fact, and it's not a knock, but the fact that Bobby Fish has a job there, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's no spring chicken. But uh, we go to the back with SoCal Val standing by with Austin Aries, asking him what his strategy is going to be in his match for a TNA contract tonight. Aries takes a chance to take a shot at those illegally streaming the event instead of paying for it. I thought that was funny. Uh, And then Aries says that he's not a vanilla midget, a spot monkey, or anything Ah! like that. (laughs) He didn't exactly say vanilla midget, but basically. Uh, He then says that while his his opponents are great, they can't measure up to the greatest man that ever lived, a double Austin Aries. Yay for veganism. Yeah, right. Uh, I actually have his TNA t-shirt that he wore for the longest time. That It's like got the gray design on it, says the greatest man that ever lived. And it said like it had the hashtag on there too. <laughs> I thought that was great. But up next, we get Generation Me of Max and Jeremy Buck taking on Eric Young and Shark Boy. Oh, my gosh. This one went shy of seven and a half minutes. Why did you sigh? Oh, I don't know, Greg. Because <laughs> uh, I died a little bit inside when I said that. Uh, Shark Boy was doing a Stone Cold ripoff gimmick at this time, but he wasn't using his, his ripoff theme yet. I thought he he always had that theme with this gimmick. No, you remember? he had it when it started getting, uh, I use this very loosely, when it started getting hotter. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, here he was just using his, like, Jaws theme kind of thing. But this starts with EY and Sharky not being able to figure out who they want to start the match, and EY acting nuts. Acting. <sighs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Eric Young's um, Tron still says, I heart tag teaming. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, of course, halfway through the match, Eric takes off his shorts, revealing wrestling trunks underneath. Yikes. Uh, you remember when end, he used to do that? It was just underwear. Yes. Uh, but in the end, Sharkboy hits Max Buck with a stunner. Young hits the wheelbarrow neckbreaker and pins Max Buck for the win. 
Good Lord. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I actually gave it two. It, as much as I crapped on it, it was a decent match. What say you? I hated it. It was stupid. One star. Yeah. Just like, uh. It was so dumb. Well, and then after the match. I also want to see the plant, seeds planted for the Fox, by the way. Yeah. This might not oh. even have been their call either. That's my thing. Yeah. Well, and then after the match, EY and Shark Boy still can't figure out if they want to fist bump or high five. Well, I, yay. And then on the ramp, Eric gives Shark Boy. I, I get it. I um, I want to make sense of this, but I got it because it's like they're a new team. They don't know what to do, but they're going to win and yeah. they don't know how to celebrate. Maybe I'm making an excuse. I don't know why the hell I'm trying to defend it, but I, I can't get. believe they gave them a win here. But yeah, but on the ramp, Eric Young gives uh, Shark Boy his old TNA title. He starts to walk away and then he comes back and he grabs it. And he's like, no, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> That one, I, I popped for that one. That was kind of funny. Uh, you know, Shark Boy actually made a good living off of, uh, I want to say Disney made the movies. Uh, oh, yeah, they... Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Did he sue them? Yeah, he sued the crap out of them, and he won. So, <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, lawsuits pay sometimes, people. But we now get highlights from Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles versus America's Most Wanted at Slammiversary 20, uh, 2006, now in the archives where uh, Styles and Daniels won the TNA tag titles. Great match. Go back and, and listen to that one. But uh, Christopher Daniels is now in the back talking to a stagehand when AJ Styles walks up or walks into the building and pats Daniels on the back. They shake hands and joke around for a bit before saying, we'll see how it goes about their match, and AJ walks off. They're really letting us know this is, this is just a friend, friendly rivalry between two baby faces. Like... They're, they're really pounding that home. But uh, now backstage, here's another one. Uh, SoCal Val is standing by with Zima Ion, not yet DJZ or Joaquin Wild. If, uh, if Zima wins his match tonight, he gets a TNA contract. Zima is super corny, but he puts over his opponents and says that he's honored to be in TNA at Destination X tonight. Okie dokie. Yeah. yeah. I totally bought that. <laughs> right. Uh, Zima Ion, by the way, uh, slash Joaquin Wild now, whatever. Yes, in fact, does look like a guy who frequently would drink Zima. So <laughs> take that for what you will. I'll just leave it at that. Also, I'm sorry, I forgot to do something. Uh, I was going off. I was looking at all the matches like, where are they now? Doug Williams. I don't know. Where is that? Magnus, I believe, is the current NWA champion. He is. I don't know where I the can. hell Rob Terry and Haskins are. Eric Young uh, still with Impact. Shark Boys, you just did an appearance for the Major Bros live show. <laughs> Their live wow. And, of course, Generation Me, we know where they are. So, so oh, far, wow. I believe only Eric Young is still in Impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, weird. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, it, it's, it's funny seeing, you know, going back and, and seeing all these guys. Uh, speaking of uh, DJ Z, Joaquin Wild, by the way. Hell yes. Had to get it in. All right. Anyway, uh, the, the in the buildup for the Ultimate X match coming up next, it's crazy that Alex Shelley is mentioning Chris Saban is out injured because he had just returned from another injury at Slammiversary 26, 2013, which we just reviewed. So this was during his first leg injury where he was out for a year. Yes. Man, and that then was he was hard to watch. Didn't we watch the one where he got re hurt? Yeah, 
Yeah, because I can't remember where he got hurt the first time. We were we were watching that. I don't he got even hurt. remember the first time, honestly. I remember vividly we were watching Impact the second time. Yeah, and you and I were pissed. <laughs> but then he came back and won the TNA title. So, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, up next is the Ultimate X match. It's Shannon Moore versus Robbie E with Cookie versus The Amazing Red versus Alex Shelley. Uh, this one went ten and a half minutes. If we're keeping up with what you were talking about earlier, I don't know where the hell Shannon Moore is. Robbie E. I don't think he's in... doing anything, so. Yeah, he might have uh, went back to his uh, tattoo parlor, which he, he owns a tattoo parlor, by the way, for those that don't know, called Ink Ink. There you go. Uh, and then he, uh, let's see, Robbie E., what the hell is his name in NXT? Robert Stone. Robert Stone, okay. So Robbie S. Yeah, right. Robbie E., for those who don't know, was a take on uh, Pauly D., and he looked like this, a cross between the situation and Pauly D. from Jersey Shore, and Cookie was supposed to be, like, Snooky. Yeah. That was real subtle. <laughs> yeah, right. And she was, uh... Becky Bayless, if anybody knows that name from the Indies. Uh, Amazing Red, I don't, I think he's retired now or running his own I camp. know he's training people because Sasha Banks says she, he helped train her, so. Yeah, I think he runs House of Glory, is what it's called. The Hog. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. And then Alex Shelley is uh, MIA right now. I don't know where the hell he is. Yeah, he's missing uh, nice an action. Do, that... <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, getting into the match at hand, this match reminded me that Robbie E. was not very good, and he sold like a dying fish. Do you remember that? He, mm -hmm. he would just flop around like he's being electrocuted. I'm like, like what the hell? when he fell from the ladders and stuff. Yes, my god. In the end, Shannon used uh, the, there was a steel truss above the ring, above the wires, whatever, and he held onto that and kind of like tightrope to the center of the wires. But Amazing Red shimmies across, and uh, Alex Shelley breaks—Cookie's holding on to Alex Shelley in the corner. He finally breaks her grip, and then he shimmies across. Red is knocked off first, then more, and Shelley grabs the hanging X for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. I've seen many better Ultimate X matches. I gave it two and a half for average. What say you? I gave it two. I was like, man, this was not that great. Gave it points for some fun moments, but overall, I, like, yeah, I did not like it. I feel like Robbie E. kind of pulled this one down. I could have done with him not in this match. He sucked. You say that about any Robbie E. match ever, but yes, I agree. Yep, he's a much better manager, I'll say that. But after the match, Chris Saban comes out to celebrate with Alex Shelley, and then we get highlights of AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels at Final Resolution. Backstage, SoCal Val asks Low-Key what it means to uh, to him tonight to wrestle for a TNA contract. Low-Key cuts an awkward... <laughs> yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, this is like his 50th time popping up in TNA. For God's sake. He had already done the Senshi run, so now he's back as Low-Key. Whatever. I guess this is what happens when you get fired from WWE. Loki cuts an awkward underdog babyface promo. He mentions that TNA is, quote, where wrestling still matters, like two or three times during this damn promo. Does it? Yeah. He jammed that in there. Like, he made sure to admit, he was like, man, I'm glad to be back here in TNA where wrestling still matters. And then at the end, he's like, oh, you know, wrestling still matters here in TNA. I'm like, what the frick are you talking about, dude? His voice was not gimmicked, right? That's really his voice. 
Yes. I, yeah. just, I, I weird. never bought that. <laughs> and he's trying to come across like the smiling baby face, pro, uh, baby face here, and I'm just like, uh, no? Dude, you're uh, a legit asshole. You know it, so just stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just own it, bro. Well, you remember when he when they had to do like in the original NXT and he was Caval and they had to do like a freestyle rap or whatever. Yes. And he said he was the only reason for some total nonstop action. And like, dude, you're not even in like the top five of like people I remember from TNA. So I I just realized that's this thing. huh? Wherever I am, I'm going to talk about where I was. Yep. (laughs) I got a crap on the competition. Like, all right. And I, speaking of his voice, Kevin Owens said something about when he, he uh, was working with him to set up a, an indie show. And he said, dude, he's like, he didn't even have to introduce himself because that booming voice comes through the phone and damn near breaks my speaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, up next, we get a build up package for Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn. RVD says that in 2011. Was... Oh, yeah. Keep that in mind, people. But RVD says he was X Division before there was an X Division. And Lynn takes offense to this, saying that he stood toe-to-toe with RVD throughout the years, and he was there before RVD and TNA. I don't I, know if I that's something to brag about. I tend, to, right? I tend to agree with RVD, though. He was the X-Division before there was X-Division. But, yeah, right. Lynn, you were there in the early days. That's because you couldn't get a job nowhere else. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, it, it, dude, I didn't watch uh, ECW back in the 90s. Like, I, I'm going to be very clear about that. I never watched ECW until, like, after it was dead, long dead and gone. So I had no idea who the F Jerry Lynn was. And when he popped up in WWF, I'm just like, who is this guy? And why does he have zero personality? <laughs> I just He was damn good in ECW. I'll give, I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was just never known for having a, you know, a, a personality that popped off the screen. Seems to be know, a it's... thing with their guys because, you know, Dean Malenko started there. Lance Storm was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good grief. But this one is the match that actually was supposed to take place at Hardcore Justice 2010, which we will get to uh, at a later date, by the way. But I think Lynn got hurt. Wait, why? Why do we hate people? You were the one that told me you wanted to review it. <laughs> so don't blame me. This one's on you, bro. <laughs> I'm, don't fade the heat, all right? But anyway, this was, I guess Lynn got hurt, which was a thing for him. Uh, I'm going to blame Juventud Guerrero for that one, because apparently he dropped him right on his head and shoulder years ago and uh, just effed him up real bad. But anyway. There's uh, a they, running one you don't, you don't not get sick of hearing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But they uh, they rescheduled it, so this was almost a, a whole year later. Like, it's nuts. But it's Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam went just shy of 17 minutes. I forgot about the person in the front row who always brought the same RVD sign to every TNA show. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I. I... Yeah, it, when they panned the crowd, that sign was in the front row every show. And it was the same Rob Van Dam sign. And I'm like, dude, I'm, that's how I knew there was the same crowd coming every week. There were, yeah, like, well, there were a few that I always, a few fans I saw all the time. Yeah, but... there was, I mean, I don't know the fan i just know the sign and then there were the jeff hardy people that you know whatever looked like they you know just came from a cold chamber concert and hate their parents but (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry but that's uh you know what i'm not sorry uh but at one point lynn threatens to use a chair 
ducks a kick from RVD, drops the chair, and then leg drops a kneeling RVD's face into it, busting him open. He later power bombs RVD into the chair. In the end, RVD hits a bandaminator to the chair in Lynn's face. Then he hits a five-star frog splash and wins. Uh, Uncle Dave and I both gave this three stars. Not phenomenal. They did. They actually had, can't believe I'm saying this, they had much better stuff in ECW. But, you know, grading on a curve because of their age and whatever, not bad. What say you? That last part you said, yeah, they had better stuff in ECW, and I know what they're capable of, so I said two. I'm going to... I'm going to forgive them a little bit because Lynn, you know, had so many injuries. He was old. He didn't wrestle a lot at this time. RVD, I feel like, had to carry a lot of the weight. But, you know, Lynn wasn't terrible. He didn't, I mean, he didn't look god-awful in this one, but... No, he still looked like Chad Kroger, too. Good lord. Dude, that would have been hilarious if, like, in the build-up package, like, they're talking about their, their former matches, and then he just, like, holds up a picture of one of their, like, them going head-to-head. Oh, he my like, God. Look at this. Look at this photograph. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, in, the back, in the back again with SoCal Val, she's interviewing Jack Evans, who, uh, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention, where the hell is RVD? Is he just... I think he's just on a WB Legends deal, so... Okay. I guess he could so, see him on TV at some point, maybe? Yeah. Barry Lynn's uh, in, in AEW, right? I, that's what I was about to ask. I think he's, I think he's like a, an agent. Yeah, because he's always breaking up fights and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, along with the other old guys, yeah. <laughs> uh, for what I, I mean, I guess he's good at agenting because he was an agent for, like, ever in TNA. But, yeah, this one, uh, Jack Evans, who I forgot was in TNA for a second. Uh, he says that the men he's facing tonight are the best athletes he's ever faced before, and then he quotes Lose Yourself by Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> because he's super white. Yep. But yeah, Jack Evans is obviously in AEW at this time. He's part of the Hybrid 2, which I thought him and on, him and on Helico, I thought they were going to do more. I just I feel like they're just kind of there. You can say that for quite a few people, but yes. Yeah. Whatever. They got jobs. Jack Evans is another one, not exactly a spring chicken. They'll do but... something on TV just as soon as Cody wants to work with them. <laughs> wow. But up next, we get a fatal four-way for a TNA contract. It goes 13 and a half minutes. We get Austin Aries versus Zima Ion versus Loki versus Jack Evans. So we know where half these guys are. (laughs) Yeah, Zima Ion, obviously in NXT, Jack Evans, AEW. No idea. I think Loki is just touring the indies at this point. He's Uh, probably still doing voiceover work. I know that's a thing for him, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, he'd be perfect for, for video, video games and stuff. Oh, that'd be good, too, yeah. But he'd be perfect for anime. He's like a villain. Holy crap. Austin Aries is probably out there, you know, telling people why masks are horrible and stuff like that. <laughs> Calling out <laughs> overweight people and talking yeah. about crap. Um, if, I, if you, you know, don't tell me to wear a mask because I don't tell you to not be fat. <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> right. Uh, he's out there eating bananas and whatever else. I don't know. That's apparently a thing for him. But uh, I have a he's what's wrong. He's what's wrong with a lot of... Uh, uh, I don't want to say beacons, but like people who try to shove it down your throat. He's one of the main ones. You can live yeah. your life however you want, but don't be sitting there shoving it down people's throats. I know, it's uh, no big deal because you know, I'm, I'm nobody, but I had to unfollow him on all social media. I can't take his stuff anymore. I'm just, he's just defense, a miserable SOB, dude. Yeah, well, in the defense of veganism, I think he was a miserable SOB 
always. That's true. I mean, yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that's the reason, but it's now become his crutch. He's going to be a dick because you're not a vegan. Yeah, right. Thing. Like, and I just, you need to shut that up. Yep, he's well, he's got to have a crutch to, or he's got to have something to go after people about because he just hates the world. Remember when he got suspended? This is a real sentence. Remember when he got suspended from TNA for a while for putting his crotch in Christy Hemi's face? Yes, I do. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, she she announced him as the wrong name when he was coming out to the ring, and he like starts browbeating her and backs her into the corner, and then he poses on the middle rope with his crotch in her face. And I thought that was like planned or something, or you know they were friends or whatever. Nope, he was being an a hole, and he got suspended. For How it. is that not borderline sexual assault? I know, like what the hell? And then, uh, well, and then later, you know, he was, uh, wasn't it Bound for Glory where he did the job to, uh, Johnny Mundo or somebody? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he, as soon as they Excuse counted. Excuse me, it was th- Johnny Impact? God, idiot. Oh, oh, I forgot they were calling him Johnny Impact. Like, good lord. Okay, so he did the job to Johnny Impact, dropped the TNA World title, stood up right away, flipped everybody off, and left. Yep. Oh, man. Well, in WWE, when he lost in his final match, he just, like, sat and, like, smiled at the camera. Like, you're just a, work there, man. Yeah, it's like you're just kind of a dick, aren't you? Kind of. <laughs> right. Pretty sure uh, even CM Punk was like, dude, it's too much. Right, I know. Uh, I'm bringing this back. I have a Jax figure of this very Austin Aries. I didn't even know they made Jax figure. Oh, uh, Impact one? Yeah. Oh. Remember the the big deluxe? Yeah. Whatever's? Yeah. Yeah, those are come- some of the worst Jax figures uh, ever, by the way. I know, but I thought that was the only time I'd get an Austin Aries figure. Needle, little did I know, uh, you know, I I now own a WWE one. But it's pretty uh, bad, yeah. by the way, but even Tony Khan won't hire him. I'm just gonna say that. Oh man, dude, can you imagine those two in a room? Oh, I'd pay for that one. <laughs> well, he would have to job to Cody, and you know, uh, you know, no job for uh, Mr. Aries, Austin Healy Aries. But we get a chant of TNA, sign them all. And this is wrestling. So those are uh, three chants we got going on. You know, all the stereotypical ones for TNA. Find them all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How much money did any people pay to get in here? I should tell you how much money they're bringing in. (laughs) Right. Just saying. I'm just saying. I want to say they signed three out of four of these guys because Evans didn't stick around. He had to go back to Mexico, I guess. But in the end, Austin Aries hits the brainbuster on Loki for the win. Loki actually was my pick not to be the one to do the job, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it four stars. I only gave it three and a half, but I still really liked it. Let's say you. I oh wow, I agree with Uncle Dave. I thought this was an amazing match. Probably my favorite match of the night. It was really good. Yeah, it was amazing. It took yeah. me back watching this too because I forgot this match was a thing. Yeah. Stop doing this because I watch matches like this. Like, oh yeah. This is freaking epic. Yeah, I still don't. I I don't. I didn't remember half of the stuff on this card. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, well, after the match, SoCal Val asks Austin Aries how he feels, and uh, Aries reminds us that he's the greatest man that ever lived. And no, he did not shove his crotch in SoCal Val's face before he left. So that's something. Okay. You know, he grew up. <laughs> this was pre-crotch in the face. So this was this was. Uh, so I just remember he, that he was, yeah. he was building up to it. Yeah, he's had. I think he has four runs in Impact. Sometimes they run together to me. Oh honestly. my gosh, I know. I think it's four uh, runs in Impact. <laughs> him, 
But now we go to the bowels of the building with the monster abyss who's reading and quoting the art of war. Do you remember him doing this? I, I do. Yeah. I do not. I don't remember any of this. Uh, this slipped from my mind. But Abyss says that he's bringing the warfare to Brian Kendrick, and tonight he's going to bury the X Division at its own pay-per-view. I was also, I completely forgot he was the X Division champ. This is when they really started towing the line of, um, there's no limits, or it's about no limits. Yeah, which Eric Bischoff hates, by the way, and he always complains about on his podcast. I feel like he does it once every show he does in TNA. Like, yeah. Nobody can tell me what the X Division was. Oh, well, it's about no limits. No limits of what? What, what, what was the limit before? Nothing. Yeah. Just, just, he's like, that doesn't does that mean, mean anything. Yeah, he's like, that doesn't mean anything. You're just saying words. Well, you slap uh, a cool tagline on a, on a title with a big X on it, and, you know, boom. Yeah, even though they said it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits, they still should have enforced the weight limits. Which they ended up doing in later years, by the way. But I think they've since gotten rid of it again. No, for God's sake, of course. Uh, but in the playoff package for the next match, we're shown that Abyss was sent by Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan to kill the X Division. That's a random one. Uh, Hogan and Bischoff say that the X Division doesn't matter, so it needs destroyed. Abyss took the X Division title and rechristened it the Extreme title. Uh, both Kendrick and Abyss. Which gave are... me chills because I thought they were going to make it a hardcore title. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. But both Kendrick and Abyss are really pushing how Abyss has no empathy and is bloodthirsty. Oh, man. Anyway. So up next, we get the Monster Abyss versus Brian Kendrick for the TNA X Division title. It went 10 minutes, 14 seconds. At any other time, I would have said this should have been the main event. But given what is the main event, this should... Yeah, it's it's good where it is. But Abyss, who is coming out to his... Who is uh, in WWE now, by the way? Oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, isn't Kendrick still there on 205 Live or something? Leave still there? Okay. Is the trainer? Abyss is coming out to his uh, Sound of Madness, like, rip-off with the bell tolling at the beginning. that song, dude. <sighs> I was his like... First, his first original theme was so badass. I know. I loved it. I know. I was like, why? Why? I mean, this one was okay. It just, like, it was like, eh, I like the other one better. I uh, love Shinedown, by the way. I need to point that out. This just did not work for me. Yeah. Didn't work for you, brother. <laughs> but this went about 10 minutes, 14 seconds. Abyss randomly brings his book over to Kendrick at one point in the match and gets it punched into his face, which uh, opens him up. So I don't know what the hell that book's made out of, but uh, what the hell? It's art of uh, war, dude. It's made of war. Wow. I don't even know what the hell that means. I just want to say it. Good grief. <laughs> uh, Earl Hebner gets bumped by Abyss partway into the match, and Eric Bischoff comes out to berate Kendrick for reasons I can't explain. Kendrick knocks Eric Bischoff out with a punch, and out comes Bully Ray, Gunner, and Scott Steiner of Immortal to beat up Kendrick. What a motley crew, by the way. And uh, they're he's, all... Uh, he's kind of forgotten. Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> Good grief. I, I took, took me a second. Wow. <laughs> but, uh... I like Gunner, by the way. I'm going to point that out. <laughs> well, they're then attacked I don't give a by... I about him now, but I liked him in Impact. I thought it was... Oh, yeah, he was cool in Impact. I, I liked him there. 
But they're then attacked by Shark Boy, Amazing Red, and Generation Me. Sure, that seems even. Uh, Immortal clears the ring before every member of the X Division eventually hits the ring and beats Immortal up and chases him off. Uh, Earl Hebner now wakes up just in time as, as uh, Brian Kendrick turns an abyss chokeslam attempt into a roll-up pin for the win. Uncle Dave only gave it a star and a quarter. I thought it was at least average. I gave it two and a half. What say you? I didn't hate it. I gave it two. There was a lot of bullcrap, but I felt like this match warranted it. So, And it's not like every match on the card was like this, so I forgave it. The jump start is an afterbirth or shenanigans. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, basically. Well, the stars of the X Division hoist Brian Kendrick up onto their shoulders as red confetti rains down and Abyss looks sad. Uh, as Abyss walks away, Bully Ray gets in his face and Abyss shoves him on his ass before walking backstage. And then Bully Ray, like, storms after him like he's going to do something. He's like, look, I'm going to unfollow you on my fire, breathe, and Twitter machine, okay? Real question, was there Twitter then? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I forget. Yeah, because that was almost like the one of the first things Bully Ray started was the fire-breathing Twitter machine thing. Oh, man. Fire-breathing Twitter machine. It's just my phone, bro. Basically. <laughs> uh, but we're going to take our second-to-last break. When we come back, it's the main event time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Fubo TV offers you live sports and TV without the overpriced cable. Fubo TV offers 100 channels, live and on demand, plus over 130 streaming in 4K, and a cloud DVR is included. The Fubo TV app is available on all smart devices, so you can watch what you want, when you want. There are no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. Cut the cord and sign up for your free trial at Fubo.tv today. Fubo TV is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. It's uh, main event time. The build-up package for the main event showcases the history between AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels throughout the history of TNA, as well as their on-again, off-again friendship. AJ Styles had said that he wanted to have a featured match at the at uh, the X Division Showcase pay-per-view because AJ had made his name in the X Division. Originally, everyone thought that they were setting up for an Unbreakable 2005 rematch, me included, but Styles said that he only wanted a one-on-one -on -one match with Christopher Daniels. Screw you, Joe. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by this. I don't know about you. I mean, after the match we got, I wasn't, but yeah. I mean, yeah, the match was great. However, yeah, it was just like, However. They And they never did do that rematch. They did it one time. That was no, it. they did the Ultimate X with them all. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's... <sighs> but either way, this one uh, was a Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. It went about 28 and a half minutes. Now, this one, Daniels is in AEW. Styles is in WWE. Is Styles tag champs with almost right mm -hmm. now? Okay, that's what I thought. I'm going to stay until the first live or Raw with live people because they're facing the Viking Raiders, so I think they're going to lose. Nice. I'm liking uh, this, by the way. They're really building this up pretty well, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, but anyway, the story of the match shows Daniels getting more and more frustrated whenever AJ kicks out of a pinfall attempt or escapes a submission. In the end, AJ hits the spiral tap for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and three four uh, stars. I gave it four stars. What say you? Gave it four. Loved it. These two were my favorite rivalry in all of TNA history. I I would have to say for me, and this is a real throwback, it would be the uh, America's most wanted the naturals, but this is a close second. I did like that feud. Uh I also gotta throw beer money and machine the machine guns in there. Oh yeah. But one of those rare instances where you can throw them in any combination of the four together or all four together, and it's always gonna be an amazing match. You can't say absolutely. that about a lot of tag teams. Oh, I know. Yeah, but this one, definitely, every time these two had a match where they were in the same ring together, it was usually just absolutely fantastic. Uh, after the match, AJ offers a handshake to Daniels. Daniels hesitates, but he eventually shakes the hand of AJ, and he holds his hand up and with, uh, with respect. We close the show with a commercial for the upcoming Hardcore Justice pay-per-view in August, featuring Abyss holding Janice. For people that don't remember what Janice was, it was a black 2x4 with nails hammered into it. Yeah, which was probably a rib on Janice Carter, Dixie's mom. I think that Eric Bischoff confirmed that it was. Last I heard, he said, I can't think of anything else it would be. He's like, I, I guess so. <laughs> he said he wasn't really in the loop on it. But That's yeah. good. I wouldn't want to be in the loop on that either. Might yeah, be offensive. Right. Right. Of course, I don't. Th- hey. Of course, I don't think he's looking to get anything from her nowadays. So I don't. Well, if anybody asks, you can just you know feign ignorance. So there you go. But all right. Well, that does it for the show. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, is final ratings, and we're going to tell you what's coming up next week here on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. It's final ratings time. IMDb actually didn't have a rating for this one, oddly enough. So Canadian Online Explorer slash canoe.com. I saw this on their Wikipedia page. That's the only reason I, I'm using them. Uh, it's They gave that the show an 8 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it a 7.89 out of 10. I actually gave it an 8 out of 10. I mostly enjoyed the show, so I'd for a letter grade, I'd probably give it a B- minus to a B. What say you? I'm right there. I gave it a B plus. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah. I forgot how good... Uh, well, first of all, I mean, we kind of started going downhill in 2010, TNA did. Um, yeah. But there was still some good stuff. I just... Absolutely. I think people forget that this... You know, I mean, yeah, it started falling off somewhere. But this was an example of some stuff and really watchable stuff. It was really good. I loved it. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. It was it was a good show. Uh, I told you, man, we weren't going to ironically cover a stinker all month. Yeah. So there's another good one. I, in- you know, another thing, real quick. I just I look at this and like, man, I miss TNA, like real TNA. Kiggy. Right. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, when TNA was good, man, it was good, and people always crapped on it. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, but seriously, this is a really good show. Everyone should go it watch is. it. Everybody should go out of their way, get the Impact Plus app, check this one out. I I'll be getting that as soon as they add uh, every Impact to it. Apparently it's like six years missing of Impact. I don't get why, but I will wow. have it when all that's on there. Yeah, I wonder who owns those six years of Impact, or maybe it's just a footage issue. Nobody seems to know. Even Conrad doesn't know. I feel like he would know. He's yeah, got his he... finger on the pulse of everything. And, oh, so I don't yeah, know. He... But, yeah, he's... Yeah, he knows everybody from every company. <laughs> like, oh man. I think he well, works on mortgages or something. So. Yeah, right. Well, next week is actually our bonus show week, so it's a twofer on Wednesday. I'm looking forward and, to this. Oh yeah, ne- sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, next week is actually going to be got. We got two really big shows next week because on July twenty first. We are dropping it like it's hot. It's the WWF Invasion pay-per-view from 20 years ago. Uh, if this had happened nowadays, you and I would have been there. This was oh, yeah. Yep, it was at the, what was uh, the Gund Arena. And uh, it's it's now the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, I think, whatever the hell. But, yeah, so. Is that WWF- what it is this week? Okay. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so it's the 20-year anniversary of that, so we have to cover it. Absolutely have to. And for our bonus show, it's our first time piece. We are covering next Friday Diesel's 1995 in the WWF. I am looking forward to that one so much. I took extensive notes. I looked in multiple places for as much Dieselness as I could get. I crammed it all into my notes. This will be fun. This is the first time we've done anything like this. We're not covering matches. We're not covering events long form. We're going to be talking about the news, the notes, the matches, everything involving Diesel from the beginning of January to the end of December of 1995, one of the undisputed worst years in professional wrestling history. That year sucked ass. But I really wanted to do this because I think it needs to be said that I I don't think it was Diesel's fault. I don't care what people say. Yeah, people people love to shift the blame and you know put it on somebody. And oh, he's the champ, so it's his fault. Nah, I mean, you've got like Teal Hopper and the Goon on the undercard. Like, who's paying to this? When I look at that, I'm like, I don't understand why it sucks so much. But yeah, yeah, right. Oh, even your top talents like Bret Hart was feuding with the Pirate over a damn leather jacket. That his mother made him. Oh, why? Well, yeah. I, whatever. It was so stupid. Like, just this, oh, my gosh. It sucks. But we'll talk about that and all of this stuff uh, next Friday. Like I said, it's a two-show week. I'm excited. And uh, just so you know, if you are listening on the podcast feed, thank you. Please leave a five-star review and subscribe. the same you. No, exactly. Subscribe. Tell all your friends and family, your family, your, your family's friends and your friends' family. You know, spread the word. And uh, if you are listening on the podcast feed as well, uh, I would say go out, 
And uh, check us out live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, not, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, every Wednesday and Thursday on the Unhinged Sports Thursday. Network. Thursday! Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's unhingedsn.airtime.pro. And if you're a big sports fan, there are a ton of other great sports shows on there. No matter what uh, your, your poison is for that one, whether it's basketball, hockey, football, NASCAR, soccer, it's all on there. Hey, we're all. so close to football, by the way. I'm getting stoked. Oh, yeah. But all right. Well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week for the 20-year anniversary of the invasion. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.